Viewer discretion advised. Refrain from watching if you're short-tempered or get offended or annoyed easily, or if you're under the age of 18. Also, don't watch if you're touchy on the following subjects, such as mental health, suicide, firearms, veterans, dark humor, swearing, violence, war, small parts of political and world events. The host, co-hosts, and guests are not professionals, so anything mental or physical health-related topics mentioned on Asylum Arms, take with a grain of salt and contact your doctor or therapist for advice or questions on those subjects. Welcome to episode 28 of Asylum Arms. I think it's episode 28, so we're going with it. Um, and as usual, this episode is sponsored by Audible. The app is completely free and can be installed on all smartphones, tablets, and devices. You can listen across devices without losing your spot. And if you can't decide what you want to listen to, don't worry. You can keep track of all your credits for up to a year and use them to binge watch a whole series if you like. And you can use my link to show up somewhere in the chat eventually. And it will give you your first free month. It will give you a free month of Audible completely free and gives you, I believe, two credits that you can use to buy a ebook or comic, whatever you like. And those are the words from Audible. If you like to do it, it'll help the podcast out and it helps you read, I guess. So there's the slide. Well, that's just read if they're, if they're reading it to you. I mean, you can get electronic, you can get non readable ones. That sounds wrong, non readable ones. But you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds a little bit odd. So, yeah. real quick, um, before we fully dive into this, do you want to turn the bot on? Oh, yes, please. Um, I kind of forgot, but <laughs> it, it's okay. X, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to get a little bit loud real, real quick because there's going to be a bot that shows up into uh, our chat. And uh, yeah, it's used for recording purposes. It's true. That works. <laughs> Don't worry. You, you, you hear his wonderful, weird voice. Once Paul okay. gets some in here. If Paul can find him. What do you mean if I can find him? What do you, I mean, it's just... Um, I can do it too if you want. Yeah, you jump the bot. Now recording. There it is. There he is. Now I'm gonna get my Twitch chat up and stuff. Um, but before we start, um, before we start this off, uh, Max Military, um, would you like to tell us what you did your time in the service? Um, and transition to the explosive detection canine handler. So that's typically that's what I did. Mm -hmm. uh, how long? From 2006 to 2014. 2006 to 2014. All right. All right. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Rex ask the question that is asked on every episode. Well, we got to. We gotta ask it. I I apologize ahead of time, um, but it's like one of the <laughs> one of the biggest questions that 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 everyone has. What is your favorite and least favorite MRE? Least favorite would probably be anything with tuna or I don't like the pork, but my favorite was always the roast beef. Uh, 
the what is it? The, you know the um, beef stew. Beef stew mm-hmm. is my favorite. And that also came with the, uh, the 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 wannabe mashed potatoes, which I actually love the mashed potatoes. In <laughs> he says no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, David. I read that out loud. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. Legendary's <laughs> like, oh God, hell no. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't man, I, there was. I always traded, so I always tried to get what I wanted. Somebody always wanted pork or something. Honestly. Um, or, you know, like somebody, I, I also like the peanut butter and jelly, you know, you the two giant crackers you get and you put the peanut oh, butter and jelly. <laughs> oh, dude, I was so. Wait, you just hand you crackers? Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Now, wait a second. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not crackers. actually crackers. <laughs> so you've seen, you've seen that gallon that, they, that they've had around for quite a while where, you know, you take a, a teaspoon of cinnamon and try to fucking. Swallow yeah, it. I, I I done it when I was twelve, but so I'm an idiot. But yeah, yeah, those are the fucking crackers <laughs> that we have. Ah, that's wonderful. Yeah, they're so they're yeah, they're horrible. They're basically jumbo side extra filling saltines without the salt. Without the salt. <laughs> without any flavor whatsoever. Basically, giant cardboard saltines, essentially, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, it's better than having, like, the omelet or, like, is, like, I don't know how well, like, preserved that stuff stays. And I know there's, like, um, I don't know. I just always trade that stuff out. Everyone, um, one thing that I thought would actually last the longest, like, like, and not make me sick. So uh, I always thought that the, the beef stew, the crackers was always just the safest route because you, man. If you eat that stuff and eat like the chili and all that. I stayed away from all that stuff just because it's like. Oh, don't tell me you stayed away from chili mac though. I mean, that's dude, like staple was, for 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 military. I've had it before, but I mean, I don't remember it ever making me feel too great afterwards. So you know. <laughs> True. I mean, there's that. And then for the omelet one, um, yeah, the omelet is like literally the um, so far our top worst favorite. No, that okay. So there's Least there's favorite. multiple versions, but the veggie omelet the is the one that yeah, I would I no I, I never would eat that one. Oh, yeah, no one, no one, no one likes the veggie omelet. And someone says they like the veggie omelet, and ever in this episode, and um, we're we're just gonna call someone that right off the bat because I've learned no one likes it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever even tried it, so I couldn't even tell you it, it, like what it's. I, I I haven't tried it either. But you well, haven't tried any MRE show. You're right, and you're sending me all the worst ones, as you said before. Yes, I am. <laughs> I, I got to go through my my cases out in the garage, but I will pick apart the absolute shit of shit and send it to you. You know, um, I will not. I, I I will do you a favor. I will not send you what they did to me while I was on deployment. Uh, we had MREs from Vietnam. True. So when we opened up the M&M's, uh, they were powder. Mm. Uh, also, um, K. Um, also, K. Um, one, ice is not a vet. Two, ice is just a freak of nature to begin with. So, let's All right. so the point. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right, bud. So let me ask you, I mean, we're, we're going to stick with for your, for, for a time being, um, your military career, what, what made you want to join the military? What was your inspiration for wanting to go into the military? 
Um, you know, I honestly, I mean, there's probably lots of reasons. Uh, you know, I, I kind of wanted to do my own thing. I think it was just at that point where I wanted to do my own thing. And um, I didn't want to go to college. Uh, it just it wasn't something that ever like crossed my mind. I just didn't think it was something I wanted to do. And and that's pretty much it, nothing. I can't really say anything too patriotic. I'm not gonna be like, oh, you know, want to, you know, no, with, that's, like, good, that's good. You know, I'm being 100 percent honest with you here. You yeah. know, just I, I wanted to be, you know, start becoming an adult. You know, and I think that was really my. You know, I didn't realize how you're going back into high school, kind of like you know, with a lot of things. But at the same time, you know, it's like it's you're still learning to be on your own, and I think that's a, it's a nice transition. Um, what did you think the first day that you actually signed the contract and started? in the service um man honestly i i think uh my recruiter definitely uh, obviously i think probably everybody's recruiter kind of upplayed a lot of things that made it sound a lot better uh than what it w- actually was you know i was told a lot of different things that weren't true you know with, like because i wanted to go in you know there were certain things i wanted to do right off the bat like you know there's certain options i had one of them was i wanted to go into canine that was like the like and oh yeah you could go into canine like it's an easy transition no it's not the case <laughs> no, at all like, you, you, like that that was a lie you know so um you know you know i think that was probably the biggest thing right there just you i that's that at least for me you know i i, I wanted the canine was definitely one of the i i did focus on that a lot so that was that was important to me mm-hmm. so um, now why why was that mos like your focal point um i mean it i wouldn't say it wasn't really my focal point you know but i but canine was one of the one things i was the most interested in something about working with dogs i just always liked so um i think that was kind of really the motivation behind that essentially what is your favorite breed of dog favorite breed oof man i guess i've trained a lot of different dogs so far um i don't know i think the dutch shepherd uh short-haired dutch shepherd is probably one of the most beautiful animals i've ever seen or worked with and um uh the one i had during training was probably man he was 98 pounds and he big was dog. he was bigger than me. He was he was taller than like like when he stood up on me, he he, he was taller than me. Yeah. I, I trained with him while I was in in Lackland Air Force Base and he was he was a monster. He was mm. a monster. And I don't know, just working with him though, something about him, just that 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 Brendel coat mm. and everything just was so beautiful. I really liked like that's kind of like the breed I fell in love with because he was just so he was a monster. He was an awesome dog to work now, with. Now now what breed is Cooper? Cooper is um a uh, black lab, black English lab. Okay, I, I was curious about that. And which the only like, photo I've ever seen of Cooper is black and white. So I was just kind of like, well, I'm gonna say black lab, but it probably I, I don't know. I, I <laughs> no, I I've seen your Twitch panels and stuff, but for everyone that has not, would you like to talk a little bit about Cooper? Yeah, yeah, Cooper. I got uh, with the company I work for, and um, he just retired actually just recently. Uh, he was a lot to work with. I'll be honest with you, the dog. Um, the dogs, I would say, were all green dogs. They needed to be trained right when you get them. So you don't get a dog that's basically perfect. You get a dog that can just kind of do the very, very basic of scent finding. And um, you pretty much have to, with the basic obedience and all that, you have to do yourself. And so with Cooper, man, I I was under the impression that Cooper knew how to behave. 
because then my military dog, it was a whole different story. You know, a lot of those dogs are already ready to go, right? Right. You know, they they know all their basic commands. So my very first time taking Cooper to through TSA, um, you know, we go through the metal detectors and literally as I'm passing the metal detector, because I have him stay because I have to go first and I, I call him to me. Um, he took off with the other two dogs that took off as well and running through the entire airport. That was my very first like real interaction with them outside of training. And that was like on my way back home from uh, Windsor, Connecticut to Dallas. So I was not a, but I mean, since then, I mean, obviously I, I trained with them every day, worked with them every day, um, you know, spent probably more time with him than I did my own family. Um, you know, he became like basically the perfect dog. I taught him how to salute. I taught him how to do all kinds of stuff. So, you know, he knows how to, his odor, he, his odor recognition is probably like perfect. And uh, yeah, you know, and then he just recently retired. He turned, turned, actually turned nine um, recently and. So he's done. He's retired, and I now have a canine Chevron. Nice, very cool. Yeah. So now, as as uh, how do you say this? As as someone that had to deal with explosives quite a bit, I've I've, I've talked with a, a guy from EOD more than once. Um, deployed with him a couple times, and I said, "Well, you know what happens when you cut the wrong wire?" And he told me he was like, "Hey, you know what? It's not my fucking problem anymore." But at the same time, I, I'm kind of curious. I mean, you you were, I would assume you're in a situation where, I mean, the stress levels have got to be through the roof. I mean, you don't know yeah. what's going to happen. How, how did you deal with, deal with that? Um, you know, honestly, I think with anything, I, I think you start to, you know, when your job, you do your job so much and then like it starts, you get really complacent. You know, I, hmm. I think that there's a little bit of complacency that always comes into play whenever you're doing your job. And so, yeah, you're in the, in the grand spectrum of things. You're not really like, you know, you're hoping at, at, at the absolute most, um, you know, that what you're, what you're doing in the dog that you train um, knows what it's doing, you know, and, there, and, and even, even just with Cooper, I mean, at the, uh, if you don't mind me telling you a story real quick, oh, yeah, no, um, no. during, so <laughs> I don't, I don't know how much of this I could talk about, but I'm, I'm just going to do it anyways. Um, we'll with it. <laughs> during, um, I, you know, I, uh, we're, I were contracted with the NFL, NBA, MLB, stuff like that. So I did travel a lot for work and, um, during the Houston, um, uh, Super Bowl, uh, we had the previous Super Bowl, which I think was the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. Uh, the PD came down and they work with Houston. And the, the next one that they're going to be doing, so it was Minnesota mm-hmm. uh, PD, um, would come down. And we, they'd all, they're all supposed to work in harmony and learn how to do this stuff together. You know, and, and uh, basically what ended up happening on one of the situations that we were there, um, you know, my dog um, is a... Um, odor detection dog so he he searches for odor so he looks for suicide bombers and so there was somebody in the crowd you know we're, we're doing our normal routine we're going through the crowd you know we're at a gate and we're going through the crowd and uh he uh you know he we're, we're walking by and there's a, there's a guy with a backpack on and you know he's you know dark-skinned dude and he has a backpack on and all of a sudden cooper's we call it a neck break now mind you if it's training we have to be told that there's training involved. We can't do, you know, you have to assume that it's real. Right. If that's not the case. So obviously Cooper is so on point, like I knew he was on something and there was no, 
I could tell there wasn't a training situation. So, you know, Hooper's neck broke and he's just like following these two dudes um, that were in just regular clothing, you know, just in a backpack on. They're going towards the gate, which is, you know, the mm-hmm. highest, highest impact, you know, possible. So you're like thinking yeah, you're, right, you're, you're, right there. you're 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 yeah. radioing it in and you had the police coming towards them and stuff like that. It was like a huge situation. And uh, what ended up happening is when they saw uh, the the two people that were there saw the cops coming towards them, you know, getting ready to draw their guns and all that. And then he turns around and sees me kind of chasing him with Cooper. Cause you know, again, you know, they were doing odor detection and right. he, he goes like this underneath his shirt and pulls out his badge. And it was EOD for Houston in oh, civilian shit. clothing shit. In, in clothing. They had shape charges on them. So like in case there was a, a right. um, in case you know somebody barricaded a door, they had a, they blow the door in type thing, yep. and they, they but they had they only had like a pound, so it was like it wasn't a huge amount, but it was enough. To obviously, <laughs> huge job, and yeah. my dog, you know, caught it, and it was a big deal. I got like all this cool stuff to happen with my work and stuff. Like I got that's, the that's actually you know, really cool. Work at Aspen, Colorado, you know, doing all kinds of cool stuff. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was a really good opportunity that my dog found something. Um, so, you know, I don't know. It's actually I mean, pretty cool. But, I mean, there there is the pucker factor that happens because oh, yeah, the entire cool. time I'm just like, like, kind of like, great. Well, this is the day, uh, you know, yeah. this is happening, you know, because I couldn't tell who they were. I had no mm-hmm. idea who those guys were. And we don't we're not getting introduced and everybody, they got in trouble for it, too, because they're not supposed to be you know, walking around like that without letting everybody know they're going to be in civilian clothing. You know, it's like training day. They're acting like they're, you know, they're, this is in training day. You know, right. you're, not, you're not, you're not, you know, some, some, you know, just some yeah, Denzel's movie. not going to hire yeah, you for the it, next movie. It, 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 was, it, was a, it was a big deal, you know, and, right. and uh, we got, I got really, I got high praise for it. You know, that's outstanding. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least, you yeah. know, the doc can pick up any amount of any explosive and it pick up the shrapnel charges. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was good. I mean, it made me feel really confident, like after that, you know. So, so let me ask you this. Um, since since you've you've been in the military, and obviously I'm I'm going to assume that the, the name ex military kind of gives it away. Um, <laughs> what advice would you give someone that 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 is looking to get into the military? Um, you know what what experiences that that you went through could could help somebody else out, mm-hmm. especially that early like MEPS bullshit. You know, and some guy wants to fall into you and. It, kind of weird look at it as a stepping stone to your next job because obviously you know yeah you can do the full full 20 years but realistically when you come out you're still gonna have to work there's not you're not gonna be able to retire realistically retire and have like enough income to really sustain whatever you're doing so even if you do four years six years 20 years um look at it as a stepping like take it seriously like i like that's one thing i think i wish i would have done a little sooner than later um is take it a lot more seriously do as much training as possible um because the more training you have the better you the the better chances you have of actually succeeding in the outside world especially getting a job that actually coincides with civilian type jobs as well so i mean that's like those big things right there um anything job related in civil like that can transfer into civilian world definitely do as much as you can because it helped me a lot um, doing the extra training that I did to get the jobs I've gotten. And um, I've had some crazy jobs, like, like uh, not crazy, I've consistent crazy jobs, you know, and it was, I've had really great opportunities 
just from making sure I did the extra stuff and, and, and took those things seriously. I had people guiding me though, as well. I had someone right. kind of, so it, it definitely helped out a lot. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Good shit. So Rex, I know you have a, a favorite question about boot camp, So I'm going to go ahead and let you uh, uh, do that one. Um, you have any favorite boot camp stories? Let me think. There's got to be a few that I could give you. I'm trying to think. Honestly, I was a dorm chief, so I was, I was, you know, I'm, I'm five, five foot nine. You mean, and, and I'm not gonna, I'm not the, I wasn't the biggest guy, you know. I was the dorm chief, though. So I mean, you know, any I, I, weird you know. moments that happen with that being a dorm chief? Any weird encounters yeah. there? So, so, so during, so during, uh, well, like our version of Hell Week, I guess if you want to call it that, or like you know when you're in the tents and all that, our version of that, an Air Force version, version. Um, you know, we had a interesting characters, you know, and I remember one time, you know, getting woken up at like two in the morning, and uh, there was a guy, he's like, you know, and he he was you know a little slower, and he was like, trainee, trainee Ruth. Uh, you know, you wake me up, Dorm Chief, uh, Trainee Ruth reporting. I'm like, you don't have to do that with me, man. You know, just <laughs> tell me, I, I, I pissed my, pissed my bed. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> He's like, it's my bed. I said why are you waking me up for this? <laughs> like, yeah, he's, yeah, I, I it was, it was a very like, like, you know, and he woke me up, you know, I, you know, and, and, and told me this and I'm just like, man, come on, dude, like go to the bathroom, dude. Like, you know, he, he was too afraid to go though. You know what I mean? Like, which, which is crazy. You know what I mean? You'd think it's crazy, but like, you know, you yeah, get yeah. harassed, you get harassed everywhere you go. So, I mean, like, yeah. Even walking out that side that tent, especially during there, because you know our our again cadre, you know we had you know constantly you know keeping us in check. So it's like he was afraid to go to the bathroom, so he just peed in his bed. Yeah. And uh, it's I don't know, it's just weird stuff like that happened. We had a guy that walked like Frankenstein. You know, I don't want to say his name, but just like you know when he marched, he marched with both his right leg and right arm at the same time, so he walked like this. How you know, and, and you do that? bro, I don't even know, dude. He just couldn't, he wasn't coordinated. He just, and we struggled with him. I actually had to sit there and cause I'm dorm chief, you know, like, dude, I'm not even kidding. When I went in there, I was probably, you know, I had a flat chest, you know what I mean? And like when I got out of there, my chest was the biggest part of my entire body because I, I'm not even kidding. I probably did more pushups than anybody in like, because I was the squad leader, you know yep. what I mean, or the dorm chief, I had to do, I probably did the most push-ups out of anybody there. I actually went in competitions and stuff like that during, during when we were there, like just doing right. tons of push-ups all the time, you know what I mean? Because, but that, that I had to work with people like that and I had to sit there, you know, and, and do that. So it was, it was difficult. It was not easy. There's a so, lot of things that you. As the dorm chief, did you, um, did you take a blame for anyone that, didn't do something that you didn't do. Yeah, like uh, there was a guy that brought peanut butter in his pockets. Oh no! And you know we're doing flutter kicks, and they fall out of his pockets right in front of our our TI. And of course, like it's like, Dorm Chief, get the f over here right now. And it's like, like it's my fault. Like I, you know, I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, that guy got washed back because you know, you know when he got to eat the peanut butter the peanut butter cups while we all pushed. You know what I mean? So he got washed back because he couldn't handle it mentally. You know what I mean? You know, when you're doing stuff like that and it was, he was constantly messing up, you give up, 
middle push-ups. So he'd, you know, our TI would make him stand up and watch everyone else do push-ups. Every, you know what I mean? And that was like something he did with that kid all the time. Oh man, it was bad. Oh, we did not like that guy. We did not yeah. like him at all. We, we, we had a guy in, cause I was, I was Navy. Um, but we had a guy in our ship that was like SIQ second quarters all the fucking time and was always fucking up. But our, our, our instructors, you know, they couldn't touch him because he was sick in quarters. Um, yeah. But our instructor told him, he was like, the day you're fucking no longer SIQ, he's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Well, come to find out, the dude was like not SIQ for three days, but didn't tell anybody. So then he finally looked over at our, our instructor and was like, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm no longer SIQ. I haven't been SIQ for three days. Our instructor flipped shit, went in had us all put on our PT gear and then put our coveralls over the top of it. Then he went, turned the heater in the, in our ship all the way up. And he's like, Oh no, bitches, we're going to make it fucking rain from the ceiling. He was like, by the way. And he looked at the kid that, you know, was no longer SIQ. He was like, you're going to stand in the middle of the fucking ship while the rest of the goddamn ship fucking PTs until I get tired. So yeah, we did we did four and a half hours of CP while this little <laughs> fucking peon stood there right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say what happened to him that night. Yeah, yeah. yeah we all know. Yeah, yeah. Again. <laughs> Jesus it's Christ. It's never an issue. So I, I, I am gonna I'm gonna apologize for this. Kay, if you're in the chat, go ahead and ask your question. He's he's another Air Force guy. Um, he's like. You know, older than fucking Moses Air Force guys. So I mean, it was still like wooden airplanes and shit when he was around. But he has a favorite question that he loves to ask. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to apologize. It's about Nips. Um, he's okay, also ask it. He's also our third co-host. <laughs> and then he's that guy too. Yeah, and uh, why isn't he here talking to me then? Um, because we um do our co-hosts separately episodes for, for example, oh, okay. Pool does one week, one week does another week, and Case is kind of a substitute co-host, and sometimes he, he shows up, and 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 he, he and he shows up whenever he wants to. Kind of deal. He he knows he's welcome whenever he wants to, but he's working right now because his hours are weird. Okay, of course, of course. I guess he's not going to ask it right now, so we'll 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 hold off on that. We one. we know and, what the question is, but we'll let him ask it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So, I've noticed you a lot of different movie props and stuff in the background. What is your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Ooh. I mean, I have a favorite TV show. Um, What's your favorite uh, TV show? Mandalorian. Good one. Mandalorian. Yeah. Honestly, I like, like I mean, I and I think it has more to do with my my kids than anything else because I really did enjoy all, Mandalorian. They all fell in love with the characters. It kind of got everybody else into it. So it's like you know, it was kind of like my my segue to get everybody to like Star I mean, Wars, right? My, you know, so <laughs> two favorite Star Wars things would be Mandalorian and Boba Fett. They did a great job on both of the TV series. I haven't seen um fucking Obi Wan yet. I the need Obi-Wan's to. really good. I, it's really good too. I, I, really I, I, good. I need to start a really good yet. job. I really do need it's, to start it. <laughs> it's a really good. It did a good job with that too. I was surprised. So, I, I actually. So I'm gonna I'm gonna guess by your background and the amount of helmets I see here that you're leaning more towards the Empire side of it. 
Um, you know, honestly, I just there there are things I like about that side of of things, but honestly, if I were to play a character, I have this weird thing where I I can't do the bad character. I don't know why. It's just it. You know what I mean? Like I don't. It's just how I've always played video games in general. Yeah, right. because you know, even like Fable, you know, games where you have mm-hmm. options to be like bad or you know, I always I just for me, I just I don't know how to play those the bad characters. You See, know, I, mean? just, I just can't do it. I'm the opposite. I usually choose the bad character. <laughs> But I mean, like, I don't know. I think the Mandalorian is probably my favorite character out of all of them. You know, that's, that's just that's just the way it is. It, it's always going to be that way. I think they made they did a really good job, you know, bringing that character out. And uh, I don't know. I, I see that Mando better. helmet. I see Mando right there. Yeah, yeah there's there's quite a quite a few there. I'm, I'm yes. seeing clone helmet. Um, I see yeah, Marvel stuff. In. Yeah, yeah, there's Marvel stuff in here, too. Um, you know, the Silver Surfer, obviously, no, is, my, is that. Is that crossbones max in the way back behind the display cases? Crossbones? No, it's actually the Punisher version. Oh, okay. Okay. I wasn't sure. I just saw the skull, so I wasn't sure which one it was. (laughs) Yeah. I know that helmet very well. It's a good helmet. It's it's, what's crazy is now that they're bringing the Punisher and they're they're talking about doing uh, armor wars and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They might be integrating those characters somehow. I don't know. They're they're gonna probably. I don't know. I I wouldn't. If they want a lot of hype, that's a good way of like integrating both characters. So um, Mm -hmm. I think that's a good good thing that they might do. (laughs) I don't know. It's true. So so tell you what, we we've had a couple of guests on here that that seem to gravitate more towards DC. I gravitate towards as Marvel. as a as a Marvel fan. Why is Marvel superior? I guess it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, I think Wolverine, the character Wolverine, was probably the character I got into the most, and that was during the '90s version of of marvel mm-hmm. uh, i don't know just something about that character i always thought like you know like i was to be any character that would be and it's funny because it's not even the strongest character it's like you know nothing like that but right. it's definitely what i thought was the coolest character I mean, and that's what got me into all of it um so he, he's out there just because the fucker is hard to kill yeah yeah i mean <laughs> he's and, up there there's a lot of different versions of him surviving like the longest out of every, like mostly every mutant as well. So it's definitely not he definitely only, is one of the coolest. Not only coolest that, characters. even in the comics, he's in the comics, there's one comic book of him literally coming back from the dead from his grave. Yeah, yeah, they've done that before too. Yes. I've had that issue before. Like, Death of Wolverine. Like, like and the then, fucker you know, doesn't die. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, even if you look at like dead you know, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, he never actually kills Wolverine. No. He just keeps burning him to fucking death and then he regenerates and it just keeps going over and over and over and over again. Vice versa with both of them, basically. Yeah. They're both. Yeah, well, I mean, how, how excited can we be about, you know, Deadpool 3? I mean, honestly, I, I, was fucking, so, I was I was excited. Yeah, I was flipping my <laughs> shit over it. I was like, thank um, God it's finally happening. I am curious on how they're entering that into the MCU with it being a um, rated R film. And everything else not being rated R. That'll be easy. I think they'll do it. I think. I mean, they're just gonna end up making that that one just like the rest of them. It's, I don't see it changing very well, much. I just mean by with it go, I just mean I don't think he's busy. There's talk that they want to integrate him with the Avengers. I'm like, 
is that going to be possible with him being rated R? <laughs> okay, so 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 here's the way I look at it. Now they've already introduced um, through uh, you know uh, the Marvel series and this that, and the other on Disney Plus that a lot. are going to be a part of it. Yeah, they've released mutants. So it's very easy for them to be able to bring Wolverine in because you know during uh, Wolverine season, uh, yeah. The multiverse, they already introduced, you know, fucking Professor X, this, that, and the other. It's it's a real easy transition, I would say, for that. Yeah, I was just talking about Deadpool. Um, yeah, it's real yeah. easy. I know it's I, easy. I know it's like, easy to bring him in it. It's just the concept of Deadpool. He's Peter rated R. <laughs> so it's Wolverine, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I think they only had yeah, one. It's, it's act- transition. I think they only had one rated R film of Wolverine. That was Logan, though. I think the rest were PG thirteen. Mm, Origins. I mean, it, granted, they they gave us the bastard version of, of Deadpool. True. Uh, it was it, okay. You know, true. Kind of, true. They had kind of risky, and then they muted them. Yeah, so it's okay. They muted them halfway through the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, X. So. My next question for you is what after after I, I, I'm assuming and and correct me if I'm wrong I'm assuming that the the streaming thing became more prevalent when you got out. No, I've only been streaming for seven months. That's right, you have, and I had it written down in front of me. I'm an idiot. No. So what okay. brought you to content creation? What 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 got you interested in in streaming? It's, throwing yourself out there. I mean, that's exactly what we have to do when yeah. you're screaming. It's it's you, you know, on paper. Well, I got to do, um, I think in general, I, I, I'm pretty good about being in front of like the, in front of people talking. Um, so that never was really an issue for me. I think honestly, uh, the, I guess the concept of maybe me, um, if I want to play video games because I enjoy it, why not try to get paid for it? You know I mean like I, I I got really into like okay for instance collecting comics. I had like fifteen long boxes full of thousands and thousands of comics. You know, and then I started thinking that like especially during COVID, um, I started selling them, and right. ended up ended up actually making a lot of money off of that. You know, you, you have like a five thousand dollar investment in comics. And you turn it into a forty thousand dollar investment when you sell it, you know, because most of the comics you have yeah. from a, over a series of ten years, those comics end up being worth a lot of money. A lot of that stuff paid for the stuff behind me. So, um, you know, I turning your hobby, I should say, into a form of um, income or business, you know, um, you know, that's kind of what I thought would be a smart idea to do, and so part of that money went towards the setup part of that money went towards the collectibles, you know, cause all this stuff accrues in value as well. You know, each thing had, you know, it ends up after time being getting pretty pricey. You know, even if I don't buy things right from the get go on pre-order, you know, I wait a month with a good chance that, you know, they, cause they only make so many of these things. You mean like the silver surfers only, they only make 400 of those. And they made that during what the Fantastic Four um, when it came the out. Rise of the Surfer. What? Yeah, like ten yeah. or fifteen years ago, something like that. Right. That, they only made four hundred of them uh, um, for AMC. AMC only made four hundred of them. That's if four hundred survived during the last fifteen years. You know what I mean, so over time, those things go get more and more priceless because 
people start throwing this stuff away. I, I, I found out, I, I watched a video where a guy literally found this like in a, in a junkyard, like found this same thing. It was broken, completely messed up, missing fingers, everything like that. He turned around, redid the whole thing. And, and, you know, he bought it for nothing, basically turned around, redid the whole thing and sold it for like, you know, he has it in his, in his shop. It's worth like, you know, seven, eight grand now. You know, it's like, but you know, you, people don't think about that kind of stuff when when you're when you're getting into collectibles because you know, it's just like collecting anything. So video games kind of it made sense to do it because, you know, if I'm gonna go have fun with my friends, I want to try to at least make money while I do it. Now I didn't know how much harder it was going to be. I thought like, oh, if I just put a camera in front of me, you know, it'll be the easiest thing possible just oh, to get yeah. people to to do that. And that was so stupid of me, you know, to think that. Very very, I didn't realize like. This is a full-time job, communicating, talking to people, talking to you guys, planning this stuff out, yeah. you know, meeting the people I have, co-streaming, um, uh, sponsorships, all that stuff. Every, you know, even just the stream team, you know, just with Regiment. I mean, like all that stuff literally takes up so much time and setting this stuff up for if you want to grow, you have to be networking you have to there's yep. there's no way around it like you have to network just like what you guys are doing right now you mm -hmm. get to talking to someone you know you know that can possibly network with you guys and that and and it helps your guys stream as well it helps my stream you know what i mean it's it's a good yeah. way of, of of doing this a good way of business it's, it's smart you know what i mean and a lot of people i don't i think you know just it's never enough just playing with your friends you have to actually put your job yeah. right out there yeah, have to. I've talked to a lot of people about that they refuse to network, so their numbers aren't growing. But then they complain, saying, "Well, my numbers aren't growing." Like, yeah, because you need to get out there. You need to talk with other creators and streamers. For example, yeah. I'm in like twenty to thirty different communities because I have networked and I met a lot of people along the way of my time on Twitch. I I actually built my community before I even started streaming because I've only been streaming. For almost a year now, my anniversary, my affiliate anniversary is next week. So oh, nice. I've only been affiliate for about a year now, and um, my first ever stream that I, my first ever real stream on Twitch, I instantly hit 60, 70 followers because everyone's like, "Oh shit, Rex is now streaming," and then they instantly got me affiliate day one, basically. <laughs> so nice. I unintentionally made a community. <laughs> Before so I I've, I've heard you I've heard you talk about this on your stream and I was like I, I look dumb as shit at, in my own in my own house I'm hearing you on but for 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 those people that that are looking to get into streaming and um you know content creation what 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 kind of advice would you give them I and mean, I mean you already said one of the biggest ones is, is it's not a matter of just setting up a camera, playing video games, and you're going to become fucking, you know, the next Dr. Disrespect or some shit like that. But what advice would you give to him? So, I think his name is Mike Rowe. Is it Mike Rowe? Yeah. Uh, Dirty Jobs. Okay, so he yep. said something very interesting. Now, I set goals for myself right from the beginning of me streaming. I, I told myself, if I don't make 100 followers in a month, which apparently mm -hmm. I didn't realize that was a kind of a, I'm not saying it was a crazy goal, but I'm saying starting from absolute scratch, not knowing anybody, not knowing how this works, setting a goal for myself of a hundred followers in one month, I'm going to, I'm not going to do this anymore. That's kind of like what I did. Now, if I'm not good at it, I shouldn't do it. I mean, if I, if I'm not growing the way I want to grow, if I'm not setting the goals, I want to sit there and I'm, I'm accomplishing them. Um, I'm either, you know, 
I'm not saying everybody streams for their own reasons, you know, so I, I this is just my own personal reason. This is just how Ooh. I'm just going to explain this to you. Um, I set these goals for myself and I followed through. If you're not following through, you, you you're, there's a good chance you might not make it. I mean, yeah. I set goals for myself all the time. And I even went, when it came down to TwitchCon, you know, I, what I wanted from before I went to TwitchCon, I said I wanted 800 followers by October. I wanted some form of sponsorship in the process. You know, it just this is just in my own head, you right. know, and I, you know, and I wanted to get these things done and, and start partnering up with people. Now, what I ended up doing is I ended up getting a thousand followers by October. I ended up getting a sponsorship with, um, uh, with go live merch, which is really great. You know, they, that's who I got my merchandise through. And, um, and that was right before. And, and I also networked with a bunch of people just like you guys and including other, other people as well. Um, the network process started already, you know, like for instance, I'm, I'm going to name drop here just, you know, oh, just, just to sit there and do that. Um, Nico knows tech. Uh, he's one of my friends that, um, that now I consider a friend as well that um, streams on or not streams. He does videos on YouTube about tech, tech stuff. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, Leon Hart, he's a, um, he opens Pokemon cards up for a living. He has tons of subscribers as well. You know, he's one of my good friends as well. I trained his dog. You know I mean like it's stuff like that, that I wanted to make sure I had prior to going, you know, like goals that I had set for that, you know, um, you know, and, and also having the people to, to help me behind it. So I don't know. It, it, I think it's, um, you, you really, I don't know. I, the goals is goals are important. You know, I, I think that if you are expecting things to just happen overnight or expecting that this is just an easy process that people are just going to want to watch you and follow you, you really got to rethink how you, how you're, how you're streaming. Yeah. You know, it's, it's much more than that. You're, you're the you're like and i'm not saying legally but you're like their therapist you're the um you're you're the entertainer you're the you know you're the new you're you're going into new content you're doing you're you're not only that you there's a whole side of twitch that people don't even realize is that i network with like for instance sparkle cats in here as well you know i network with people like in two way you know it's an organization that helps that helps promote um you know um Oh my gosh, it helps from um, streamers, uh, uh, positive streaming, positive streamers and um, and and things like that to help organizations, help people, you know, have a better streaming streaming um, environment. So like just little things like that that you have to do. He's he's my graphics guy. I mean, constantly upgrading your graphics, constantly upgrading your 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 gear, constantly upgrading your lights, constantly. It, there's always constantly doing if you're not doing that and you're just expecting people just to pay you for nothing. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just not going to happen. Somebody, I think yeah. you were you were in my chat when someone went off because I think so. You, I, I think it was you, Dead Seepel, that was there when yeah. that when that girl went off because no one was what was watching her stream and she was upset yeah. that no one's sitting there giving her money for her rent. And I'm just thinking, like, like where do you come off asking people for that? You know, you don't you don't no one owes you anything. Nobody no. owes me anything. The fact that people just sit there and give me stuff, you know, or, or that 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 do do nice things for me i just i i i'm very grateful but if they didn't then guess what then oh well it's okay too you know i'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea not not everybody's going to want to sit there and watch me i mean that's okay i'm not going to be offended by that but you know honestly expecting things from people you know i think is definitely the wrong way to, to go about things it, it really is and also it turns a lot of people off from you as well when you do do that kind of stuff you start to lose following <laughs> Instead of getting it. Yeah. 100% true. <laughs> Not the best way of doing it. Um, 
we and Paul have seen that first ten with a certain content creators. <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave that. Yeah, we'll just leave that. That. Yeah, we, we won't dive into that. Yeah, that's just... yes, a whole wormhole that we're not opening up. Especially. So, so on what is there. one of the biggest surprises that that has come about since you started streaming? Like you said, you haven't been streaming that long, and I've I've seen you kind of blow up a little bit, which was you know. For a lot of people, I mean, I've, I've been doing this shit for five years and I, I haven't even gotten anywhere remotely close to it. I mean, when I, you know, had a couple of good days, I, I you know, was losing my mind. So what what kind of things have surprised you and, and how have you kept your composure with it? I mean, like the USO contacting me, asking them, that's what I'm, I'm actually currently doing my 24 hour stream for them, as mm-hmm. well as streaming tomorrow for them to get donations for um for the pay, play it forward um, operation, play it forward. You know yep. them contacting me, asking asking them asking me to stream for them. I didn't even fathom that. You know I mean, I never thought that someone approached me to do something like this. So I I was a very shocked that like someone it getting approved to play for regiment. You know I mean, I was so brand new to streaming and I didn't know what I was doing per se. And so two months in when I got accepted to do, you know, into regiment and then I got to apply for an interview for the stream team because they only have like they, I think there's less than 30 of us, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. in the stream team. And so they, you know, they interview you as well. They check out your content. They make sure that you're a positive, you know, like just not, you're not going to bring a lot of drama yeah. or anything like that into the into the stream um, being accepted into that. Um, having partners randomly come in my stream and act like they're no one start talking to me. And I, I don't know, I, uh, there's people I don't know. Like I don't, I, because I wasn't as big into it as, as, um, most other people, like I'm sure you guys know who symphony is and all the, the yeah. all those big names, yeah. you know, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I didn't really know a whole lot of them. I just seen a few of them. You know what I mean? Like I, I've seen right. a few of them on, on Twitch. So like when I went to TwitchCon, I was pretty fearless going up to partners because I'm not a fanboy. You mean mm-hmm. I'm, I'm there to conduct business. So I was going up to every, I didn't care who you were. I just talked to you right. like you were, you know, just some normal person, even though people were coming up to them for pictures and stuff. I was just, I was like, I don't, you know, hey, they might be really good at something like let's talk, you know, and that's I mean, at the end you, of the day, they're still a person. Right. I mean, exactly. You know, so you, you, you treat them and approach them like that. And... So well, I think just having, like I said, the random people come up to me, like even Nico knows tech. He came in my stream one time and, you know, and, I, and you know, and he starts talking to me about stuff and, you know, he's telling me he's a, you know, Navy, Navy vet as well. Mm-hmm. And it was like, uh, you know, he, he was, the things he was saying was so random. And then one, then he's like, Oh, well look me up, you know? Cause I was like asking him like, Oh, like, what do you do? You know? And he, I, always, I always ask people what they do. And I try to get to know them a little bit. He said, Oh, well, look me up. And I thought he was like joking with me. You know, I thought he was like, like and I look him up and turns out he's he has forty six thousand subs and all that stuff, you know. And I'm like, okay, so he's like a real a real thing, you know, he's a mm-hmm. and him wanting to sit there and do a collaboration with me. We just had a whole um we had a, a, a trio stream just recently, just like what yeah. two days ago, and days. you know, you guys all saw him on there. You know, mm-hmm. it was a real thing that happened, tangible. You know, it's like you know, with Purple PC, we 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 did that together. You know, and um, I don't know, it's I it, I. I don't know why people like me. I just think that <laughs> I'm really, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful that people have just wanted to sit there and do something with me. And I, I, I honestly just very grateful, honestly, mm. so very blessed. Yeah. Um, so how was Twitch gone? What was your, um, what first impressions of being there for your first time? 
I he was not paralyzed, so he didn't go. I, <laughs> I I was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed my first day because I did not know what the hell I was doing. I just was running around. I kind of did a live stream, kind of like because I didn't really know what to do. But then, like, I reeled it in, and then, like, the second day, me and my buddy, Guardians of the Night, um, uh, you know, he came with me. Uh, we, we both flew out there and, you know, had a great time. We had little coins made. Um, uh, I have one right here. I'll forget you guys one of these. So it's the ex-military man. That's awesome. Nice. And then on the back, he made these for me, actually. So I passed these all out to partners and, and other streamers. You know what I mean? That's Cooper in the back and has all the, mm -hmm. the five, the five branches, That's you know, awesome. and, um, you know, I, I was passing them out to everybody out there. I'll have to send you guys some, um, but, uh, but second day I was like, okay, this is business. We need to sit there and actually just like, I need to go around. I want to go meet and greet and stuff like that and actually have a plan. So I went around looking at sponsorships, talk to people. Um, the biggest one that I wanted and, you know, still kind of want is, um, you know, Xbox PC gaming um, was a was a big thing there, and I think uh, getting a meeting with them, you were supposed to pre-do it before you like on the first day in the morning, and they basically filled up all those slots right. the entire mm -hmm. time. I went in day two asking for a slot time. They're like, "Oh no, we're already filled up. You're done." You know, there's that. so what I did is I was like, "All right, well, you know what? Here, here's a coin, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much." And you know, just look me up one of these days. And he's like, "Oh, cool." And then like as I'm about ready to leave, he's like, "Hey, Ray, real quick, come here, real quick." And I was like, "Yeah, what's going on?" And he's like, "Hey, come back around like 4:10 today." And I said, "Okay, you know, because again, he's booked. He's booked." Yeah, you know, they're booked. They're not going to let me in. You know, they, he made it. He made that very clear to me. When I gave him the coin, he had a, he had a different different tone with me. It was very nice. And so I came back around four ten. He's like, "Hey, you know, we had a guy that that didn't show up, so you're going to be filling in for him, and you know, you're going to get scheduled with our with our representatives, and hopefully, you know, they like me enough to sit there and actually like sponsor me. Yeah, because absolutely. you know, and, yeah. and so that was like that was like the biggest thing I wanted out of the entire thing. You know, um, the biggest sponsorship I should say I want. And it, they said that it's going to take a few months, but you know, hopefully, hopefully that ends up happening. Because at the end of the day, TwitchCon awesome. is just a massive networking thing. Like and yeah, if you can, if you're a streamer and you can afford to go to it, and you are available to, you really should. Because it really is just because I want to go eventually. Um, I couldn't this year because unemployment and shit happened. So I'm hoping to go next year because there's one thing I had been wanting to go to. <laughs> you you would love it, honestly. Like the amount of networking you could do. You know, there's people I met. Uh, a guy named Redbeard. I guess he yeah. plays. I know, um, uh, yeah, I met him. I, I pictured with them, everything like that. One of my followers wanted me to sit there and go meet him. So I went and I went, went to go meet him. Um, Heart Queen, she was another one that was there that was, I guess, does the same thing as Redbeard. They play the same game. Um, um, Hearthstone, they both play that yeah. game. And so yeah. um, that's what they're known for. You know, um, the other big one that I, I got to meet was The Lost Drake. That was, uh, that was one of the ones that he, you know, me and him have talked a couple times about doing something here soon. Um, having a conversation and stuff like that. So, I mean, you guys would probably have a field day. You know, it'd probably be very beneficial for you guys to sit there and talk to people and actually interview these people because that would, I think that would be beneficial for your guys' streams specifically because you guys, you know, well, are looking for streams. Because you know. Oh, I'd be, I'd be in trouble. I do mock work for, for some partner streamers. And uh, yeah, the second I showed up, we'd probably start swinging at each other. Just <laughs> when I do, yeah, whenever I do go to SwitchCon, I have, um, 
decide that I I mean yeah obviously it, my username is Rex the Killer 6 but I'll be mainly going there as the founder of Asylum Arms and not really as a streamer but as a podcast host just because it, it's more the thing that I'm focusing on growing more versus my than my streaming career like I more or less wanted to go to the podcast over my streaming the podcast is not just on Twitch the podcast yeah. is on several different fucking platforms we're on like over 100 different podcast websites like if it's yeah, a podcast I've, website, I've you can Amazon. find us. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys are on Amazon. I looked you guys up on Amazon. That's how I was able to hear you guys' streams. So, mm-hmm. so okay. Now you, I know we talked about it the the other night. Um, one of one of our past guests, uh, she gets asked about quite a bit, and you said that she's kind of like your boss. Oh, uh, I, know her, I know where this is going. I know what's it like working with her? What's it like working with whiskey? She's straight to the point. That's, you know, she's straight to the point. You know, she she's this is what you know, this is what she expects, this is what she wants, and that's it. You know, she doesn't she doesn't play games. I, I mean that's just the way it is. I enjoyed the hell of whiskey when she was on our episode. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty funny. She's pretty funny. There's a lot of funny stuff all the time. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Now with the regiment jersey, um, we we had quite a few members of regiment um on the on the over podcast, half of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, if you don't mind for for those that, that that don't know who regiment is, um, would you mind explaining a little bit about it and you know your experience with regiment? Um, yeah, sure. Um, well, regiment is a place for um military and civilians to go to to you know uh be a part of an organization that um helps you network and helps you um they have all they offer all kinds of services actually like employment services like everything like you name it they they have it you know you can even use their discord obviously that's that's a big thing too as well for gaming most of it's for gaming obviously they're also they're also um they do charity work as well Backup is one of the their their main their main people that they're that they're associated with, yep. and so obviously um, it's it's an outreach. So you're always you know you're you're meeting a lot of different people, always trying to bring people in. So it's it's a great great place to go to if you want to be amongst people you're kind of already used to, especially as a military member or veteran. You know, um, I think it's it's one of those things that I think you should be a part of. I think it's a great organization to be a part of. Now. Since you mentioned Stack Up, I, I real quick need to do a plug here on um freaking what day was that again? I need to do a plug right here. November nineteenth, um, we are having the CEO of Stack Up on Assam Arms at you know six p.m. CST. Just get that out there now. <laughs> Since you mentioned Stack Up, <laughs> oh, that's perfect. No, that's perfect. That's great. That's wonderful. I was. I, I watched your TikTok. You you actually made me uh, go look it up today. Um, how was it dealing with Vet TV? I mean, I've, I've followed Vet TV since you know it was the very first inter, you know entered the entertainment anything, and I know that you know they are uh, they're no holds barred uh, type of, of people. So how was it getting interviewed by them? Honestly. That was I. It was unreal. I did not think I was going to get an opportunity like that. Um, uh, when you know, I was I was their only streamer there. Not I should let me be more specific. I was the only one on the stream team that was there. 
um, except one other guy, but he was with his daughter. So I don't think that would have been plausible. Um, but, uh, basically I was with regiment a lot while I was there. I'd I'd go and meet up with the guys every once in a while to go support them. Stack up, had a meeting there as well, stuff like that. So I I went to all those things, um, to go, um, make sure I I showed a presence, you know, and and was there for them if they needed me. And so basically they asked, I I was there when they were asking them, they're like, okay, so who are we interviewing? Um, entourage, are we interviewing you? And he's like, nope, nope. (laughs) He's like, uh, he's like, you're going to interview my guys. Yeah. I want you to interview my guys. He's, you know, I don't know if that was the case. I, he, I just, he's like, and he's like, Dan, he's like, military man, you're, you're, you're getting interviewed for sure. Like you're, awesome. you're definitely gonna be. And I was like, sweet, you know, <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I was a little nervous, but I'm not gonna lie, because I know what that TV was too, and they have a huge yep. following, and I didn't want to screw that up. I was very nervous. I was very nervous because it was kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, you know, I, I've, you know, it's, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting time. So, you know, it, it was, it was great. I, I, I love the interview. It was great. Great, great opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. So where can everyone... Now, for, for anyone that doesn't know what Vet TV is, if, if you ever get the opportunity to just go on... You can even go on YouTube and look up a couple of their episodes. Be yeah. prepared for some of the fucking craziest shit. <laughs> so um, for people on my side can know, um, where can we find you, ex-military man? Um, literally... Anything that has ex-military man on it, I have every social media platform. Every I have my own website, um, literally ex-militaryman.com. I mean, like it's I literally have everything. You know what I mean? So Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube, TikTok, um, Twitch, obviously. Uh, I so it's just the letter X and then military man afterwards, and that was just that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, that's that's how you guys can find me. Simple, nice and easy. What kind simple. Of games do you like what kind of games do I like playing? Well, yeah, I like playing FPS. Genre do you like? I like FPS shooters, but I will be a hundred percent honest with you. I like RPG games more than probably any other game out there. It just doesn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily translate all the time to Twitch. Right. You know, realistically, it just it's a slower paced game. You know, and. I'm kind of a completionist, especially like when it comes to certain games. Like, for instance, if like I love The Witcher, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that my following likes The Witcher. You know Witcher, what I mean? Like, and great finding games. every single little thing that they have, every question mark, and trying to get every single thing, I every item, everything done. And like, as a like, I don't see very many people wanting to watch that. You right. know what I mean? So, I mean, it's just not something I can actually sit there and do. But I mean, those are the types of games I enjoy probably the most is our RPG games. No, you um, you play a lot of COD. What, what what's your favorite COD game? Right now, I mean, probably Modern Warfare. Right now, I mean, you know, the Warzone, mm. Warzone. Right now, I mean, I, I love Warzone. I think it's you know, I'm I'm pretty decent at it. You know, I'm not terrible, but I'm not. I'm pretty <laughs> decent at it. You know, and I and I have some really good times. I mean, I I mean, there's a couple times I think even when Dead Steeple was in there when I was playing Warzone. I had some pretty pretty cool moments. Yeah, <laughs> like pretty where, epic. Yeah, some pretty yeah. epic moments for sure. Yeah, you know, I get a little sweaty sometimes, and that's what I'm good at right now. I mean, it's the best game I'm I'm good at right now. I mean, I, I love the campaign for Modern Warfare Two. Really I thought the campaign, campaign. for Modern Warfare, uh, you know, the, you know, the the new one that just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, what was you your know, favorite mission? I, a lot of people didn't like this mission, but the mission where you have to like create things. 
I like, you know, you're I, see, I like a lot of people hate that mission. I like the I, mission. I don't know why. I like the mission. I just suck at stealth. I was talking to Pool about that when I was first doing it. Yeah. I absolutely suck at stealth. I enjoyed the hell on the mission, but I died so many times. <laughs> I'd say my favorite was I, I had two. One was the C 130. I mean, you know, I get to be the gunner in a gunship. Come on, I get to blow up yeah, half totally, of Mexico. Yeah. It, was, it was a lot of fun. And the other one was I, I really did enjoy the ghillie suit. That's my suit. ghillie suit's my favorite. That was a ton of fun. Very nostalgic I, for me as well. Yeah. The ghillie yeah. suit was my favorite. I also liked the prison um the prison break one. And prison break. That one. was fun, yeah. Overall, all the missions are fun. <laughs> yes, they are. I haven't finished the campaign yet, but I oh, you I'll get there. You don't get finish. you don't unlock the exclusive things for finishing it early then. Who cares? I, I know who cares. Yeah, because I think you get like a. I think they give you a. Blueprint. You know me. I just click on foreheads. I don't care about. It's true. Else. I think they only give you a blueprint for doing it early, anyway. So yeah, and from what I've seen, it's a horrible blueprint. I'd even look at so it. I just I, know I, I, know I you had said it. you like a, a lot of first-person shooters and this and the other, but I also know you have a little bit of an obsession with end of the world zombie shit. Yeah, I do. I like zombie stuff a lot, actually. Um, honestly, if they, I like the. Uh, there's a game on Xbox that's only exclusive to Xbox. I forget what it's called. It's called uh, shoot. Oh shit! Um, oh, I know which one it is. Where you build your base and all that, and you have yep. to like look for you have to look for your base, build it up, and all that. But it's mm-hmm. I don't know. It's so much fun. I love that stuff. There's a game coming out called the the day before. Yeah. And I'm really really looking forward to that game. It looks so good. I'm really excited about that game when it comes out. Um, it's definitely a game I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing, especially right when it comes out for my stream. So it's exciting. It's supposed to be like a huge, you know, mass multiplayer online as well, but along with having zombies. But it looks a lot like um, the division, but mm-hmm. like the way division probably could have ended up the yeah. route it should have ended up going is yeah. exactly how, and it looks really good. Let's look into good it. Good shit. So, are there any other type of survival games that you like other than just the the zombie genre? I mean, you know, there's survival crafting games. There's you know all different types of versions of it. You know, no one that I played on Xbox as well, where you you know you you have to like find the items and sp- I forget what Far Gone. I think it's called Far Gone, something like that. And you know, you're you're by yourself and you have to like craft all the stuff. And I don't mm. know. I like I like I like that kind of stuff for whatever reason. Mm. I don't know why. But, you know, just the, the survival end of the world games I'm really into. So, I mean, I don't know why I like that stuff. It's just it's it's fun to me. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I've, I've I've gotten like heavily into the, the, the survival games um, playing. You know, I've well, I've been playing Tarkov for a long time. That's, you know, it's probably the worst type of survival game you can go through because, I mean, it's just it's brutal. I love the game, though. but. Oh, I have I not tried it yet. Yeah. I have not tried it. Yet. It's one game I, 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 you know, I have a list of games I have to get. Do you ever play it? Let it, me it's know. A dick punch simulator is is all it is. Is is literally, you know, you're going to go out there. You're going to have one really good raid and 900 raids that make you want to question life. Yeah, if you um, ever do get into it, though, let me and Pool know. We both play Tarkov, and we can help you learn some map knowledge. I'm personally, I only know a little bit of map knowledge. Pool knows quite a bit about the maps. I only know of specific certain ones and bits and pieces and the rest. (laughs) 
But I, 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 I know enough to, to get around. <laughs> There's a game as it Cycle Frontier. I tried playing that, and yeah, oh yeah, my gosh, space, man! Space version. Yeah, uh, that was I, I. I went into that, and I, I went with two of my friends who were also just really good players: uh, Dark Two Thousand Four and uh, Game Changer DK. Mm-hmm. And um, they're way better players than I am. And we went in and tried playing it. And I'm not even kidding. We we ran into another team. We all got one shot. Just yeah. I mean, like I mean, instantly one shot. And. That was the end. That was the end of that. That whole thing. After that, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I, there was no point going on at that point because it just was so. They were so much better than we were. Mm. It's like, like you had to have gone to that game like from the beginning, even yeah. to actually have gotten good because it just they were just so much better than we were. We got domped on. Mm. It wasn't mm. even. It was, and they're like good Warzone players. They're they're yeah. definitely. It's not I'm assuming we, the people you're up against were probably people that came from Tarkov and stuff like that because you you, lo- you you learn some tricks or two that COD does not teach you in Tarkov. Um, there's a lot of COD yeah. players. So, that, do you have any ambition to play DMZ when it comes out? Uh, possibly. I, I yeah. like. I mean, if it's a first-person shooter, I'll try it. You know, I I don't have a problem with you know. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's it's COD's version of Tarkov. Um, it's going to come out yeah. when Warzone 2 comes out. So it's, it's. I probably will play Warzone more, but I mean, if it transitions or translates well into just, you know, I, I plan on trying it. I know it's going to be something I try for sure. But I mean, Warzone's always going to be, you know, close Here's to my heart. So it's just what I'm good at. Staying on the lines of, of Warzone as, as someone that has only played the tutorial. Um, what kind of advice could you give a potato like me that is looking forward to Warzone 2? I don't know why, but what advice would you give to someone that, that that's never played Warzone ever? Make sure you get your settings right before you even go in there, before you even step in to the ring. Mm. Make sure your settings are on point. You need it. You're like, <laughs> like, I didn't realize how important settings were and going from a xbox to a pc basically like i said seven months ago april 1st is when i first got my my first pc there's a huge difference in what your experience like i honestly there's sweaty console players out there and i'm not saying there's not but i mean like you're at a disadvantage if you are a console player and i'm just gonna say that just you are you are really limiting yourself um because i went from console to xbox to (laughs) pc and i I, you know, at one point I had a 0.47 in rebirth KD rate. Right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even anywhere close to that now, but I mean, like, that's just, you know, I mean, that's just what it was, you know, it's just, it is not the same. And then it's not fucking pools. Pools um, idea was his first ever PC shooter was going to be Tarkov. Was his first ever PC cube guard shooter. It was my first ever PC game. I picked Tarkov. I was stupid. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've even had other Tarkov players go. You know, what was the first game you played on on PC? Tarkov. And they're like, why? <laughs> um, I'm I like, know. I'm sadistic. Because I know you, Alex. I know you've never really played Tarkov, but have you seen the fucking um, layout of the keyboard for Tarkov? Like, you use almost every key for something. <laughs> I. I've seen 
I've seen a lot and I've heard a little bit about it. You know, I've watched a couple of YouTubers or streamers um, play it as well. So, I mean, and I've heard them talk about it. I <laughs> that's why it's like it's one of those things where it's like if I have time for it, you know, based on like what I'm trying to do, I might fit it in there once. You know what I mean, but I, you know, it's I'd have to really fall in love with the game for me to sit there yeah. and actually leave Call of Duty for, for oh, yeah. it. You know, so it would, but it would be something that I would want to try at least once. So, you know, say at least yeah, try it. If, you know. if you do try it, let me let me give you a little bit of advice. Do not buy the hundred and fifty dollar version of the fucking game if it's something you've never played before. So just like Cycle Frontier. Don't yeah. don't yeah, don't. Pretty much, they have a hundred fifty dollar. Don't version be of that like well. me. Is that yeah. buy some one hundred fifty dollar Tarkov for the first time ever playing? <laughs> Is that was the first thing I, I didn't even buy a base yeah. game? I just bought $150 version. And the funniest thing, me and Poole bought around me and Poole both started playing at the same time. Around the same time. We never actually did any runs together until like recently of earlier this year. And we've both owned it for like three to four. <laughs> was like last wipe. Yeah, like <laughs> But we've we've talked about yep. we've talked about it, but we never actually played it <laughs> until true. recently. Very, very true. That's pretty funny. So I've got it, 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 it's 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 a question I always ask, and I'm always really curious about it. If if you had the opportunity, and I know you collaborated with with quite a few people. Yeah. But if you ever had your dream collaboration, whether it be, you know, actually doing a collab or or sitting down and just being able to play with anybody, who would it be and why? Man, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Probably, probably you know, if I if I really want to go, <laughs> zombie girl says me. <laughs> She's so funny. Sorry. <laughs> um uh I mean honestly, I mean it would probably be with like the trio of like Nick Merck's probably you know, like uh Dr. Disrespect for Tin Tap Man, you know what I mean? Like it would probably be something that I'm I was probably more familiar with before getting into streaming as opposed to anything else, you know. I mean that would that's what makes the most sense to me, you know, and um you know, there's there's other people like you know that I might be interested in doing it, but probably the, those three would probably be the biggest one that I could think of that are just like, just really far out of reach, but not right. unreachable. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't like sitting there limiting myself. Yeah, yeah. No, I've always uh, as it's, it, it's amazing. I mean, you know, all it takes <laughs> is just one opportunity, and it it happens. And you know, I I've always it, said that there seems to be plenty of opportunities opening up for you. I've always said that um, no one's out of my reach. It's just right now, I can't talk to them. Because I was surprised as hell that when Stack the CEO of Stackup agreed to come on this podcast, like this was months ago too that he agreed to him. It's like I'm surprised I even pulled it off. So the bottom line is what I'm trying to say here: if you want something to happen, just reach out to the person. You never know; it might actually happen. <laughs> Because I DM'd the CEO and his Twitter DMs, and he he just said, "Yeah, I'm down." I'm like, oh, okay. We're not expecting that. <laughs> I just never well, know until you try. Yeah, the uh, the people at Stack Up are awesome. I, I met a few of them, and I I might have met the CEO while I was out there. Um, shenanigans um, is his Twitch name. <laughs> 
Let me, I'm actually going to look that up right now. Yeah, not only that, but he was the one wearing the uh, um, Space Marine armor. Shenanigans? Yeah. I don't think this is him. <laughs> is it spelled <laughs> a certain way? Um, he he was up. in our Discord, but right now. I don't think he's in Discord anymore. Uh, oh no, no worries, no worries. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know how. So if, if you if you well, I mean, how how do you say it? Who would you like to see on a future episode of Asylum Arms? Out of out of all the people that you know, what would be a suggestion that you would give? I mean, I like I'm, and I'm, I'm not just saying it because I'm trying to be biased here. Um, you should really look into meeting some of the stream team members of Regiment, and I'm talking about the the solid twenty to thirty that are that you know the specific ones that stream for Regiment. Um, right. Those guys, I think, were picked very well, and they all have like their own energy that they bring to their stream. They're all a bunch of characters, and it's actually really there. It's really nice and nice to enjoy. They're still they're all so different. They're all different. I couldn't really can you DM say me a like list of names. I will ask them if it's okay, and then I can DM you anybody that's interested first before I, you know. But I'm <laughs> sure they would love to. You know, I, I I think that would be something that I think you guys should explore just a little bit, just because they just bring this huge presence to some guys that. That mm. really bring a huge presence. There's some that are just really wicked good at playing, and there's others that are just like really big personalities. It's just like they all bring their own thing to the stream team, and I think that you guys should definitely look into doing that for mm. sure. I mean, just as a starter starting point, and then maybe branching out from there and and doing some bigger, bigger people. How well. I've been doing the podcast so far, so we've just been going all over the place. Like I want, I'm trying to reach all areas as I can, as I mentioned when your streams. So I'm just like. Like eh, this community, some out of this community, some out of this organization, some here, uh, some non-organization people. Eventually, we want to get non-streamers, but right now the easiest way of me doing is getting streamers because, well, kind of the easiest way for me to connect with because I'm I'm a streamer, <laughs> so they're kind of the easiest one to connect with. <laughs> Eventually, we, we want to get um, non-streamers on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, they make it the non-streamers make it a little more tougher for for some of us to to do our homework on. But uh, it's well, I mean, I, you know, even even if you guys reached out to the people in my um, Discord, if you guys wanted to ask them, I'm sure there's some non-streamers that you guys might might get that might want to have an interview or one-on-one -on -one time with you guys. You guys are allowed to ask that in my stream anytime or in my Discord anytime. So you guys are more than welcome to uh, um, to do that at any point. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different people, a lot of variety of different people in my in my Discord. So you might get something that might surprise you mm -hmm. as well. So I mean, it's up to you guys. True, absolutely. So you've watched some of our podcast. What yes. have you thought of it so far? I love it. I love it. I love <laughs> the questions you guys ask. I like that you guys are, you know, you guys ask a lot of military military people. <laughs> like the the two I follow <laughs> happen to be both in regiment, and that was just by chance. I saw your. Probably your at the time it was your most recent episode, and I forget what her name was. And then Bird. I saw whiskeys. I saw whiskeys, and I was like, okay. So I didn't, and I didn't even realize that. Like I didn't even realize you guys had already interviewed her already. So it was, <laughs> it was 
yeah so like i was surprised when i saw her name on the on the podcast list of names and i was like oh that's 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 really cool i didn't realize that that was even something that even happened so that was cool it was it was nice to kind of watch that a we, little bit and we we have definitely pegged a lot of regiment people on our list as we said before yeah. over half our people regiment we They're have very friendly a lot of, a lot of oh, yeah. community we have three people from valhalla i know on our list what well, two now Yes, two people was one left Valhalla. We did have three, but then someone left Valhalla. So we have yeah. two people from Valhalla. This is on our list. So we've been hitting the different communities. Eventually, I want to branch out to more different communities because, as I said, I want to reach all sides of the military just because I wanted to hear everyone's voices to be heard and stuff. You know, the motto of the podcast. <laughs> So there's also a group called Urgent Fury. They I, I've been I met. They're a really good group of people too, as well. So I mean, I reach out to UF Shane. His name he's in my Discord as well. If you want to, mm-hmm. there's a whole different. They do more um like uh, uh oh my gosh I can't even think of the name. Sorry I'm I've been up for 19 hours now. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they do more of the um the esports type stuff, and mm-hmm. they're they're kind of a whole different branch of things, but. I would definitely get with him. So, he, you know, he would be a great, I'd say another person, good, good person to talk to as well. I know I met a lot of different people on here and I, if I'm not thinking, Oh, Barco cat from two way, the one that reached out to me, he actually, he was one of the first people that I'd say one of them, because there's a lot of them, but he was one of the first people that actually reached out to me that believed in me right from the get go and said, I like how you do things. I like how you conduct yourself. Um, right. He's, he's the, he's in an organization called two way. And, um, you know, and that I would honestly, he's a great person, one of the nicest people I've ever worked with. And that might be someone you guys might be interested in as well. Would you like to talk about a little bit about the charity that you are streaming for just to get that plug out there? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I would. Um, so let me bring it up real quick. Also, can one of my mods here. give ex-military man a shout out where people can see his stream and and also, after this episode, we're going to raid into you because we just okay. might as well. <laughs> so I am doing this for Operation Play It Forward. And this is for the USO. So just, I don't know if you guys can see him. Shoot, I can't see him. You guys can't see my screen. Dang it. Um, it's okay. Just keep it up on your uh, uh, But basically, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if you guys, you guys are all met the USO. They, they do a lot of charity events mm-hmm. for military mm-hmm. personnel. They help out families when, while they're deployed, they help out deployed people. They, they, they send care packages, they do all that stuff. And, um, you know, I only set a thousand dollar goal for them. So, I mean, basically that's, I'm, I'm just doing it for the next three days, hopefully to reach a thousand dollar goal. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, um, the, uh, they reach out to me to stream for them and they have a lot of other streamers that they use to sit there and do that as well. So um, they're a great group of people. And I think that they, uh, they're they very helpful and they help out a lot, of, a lot of military families, especially going through hard times, especially going through deployment, stuff like that. So I definitely think it's something that um, is is definitely worth, you know, supporting. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're in there with some big names too. I mean, you've got, I know the pool shark, he, he streams for the USO quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's outstanding. The fact that they reached out to you mm-hmm. it says a lot for you, too. Yeah, I was pretty happy. I'm not gonna lie. I, yeah. You know, I, I didn't expect that. You know, and, and the next project I'll be doing is with the Wounded Warriors project. Uh, they, okay. you know, they also um, I met them at TwitchCon and they wanted me to stream for them in May. So that's gonna be like my next thing that I do, hopefully. So um, 
Again, dude, I didn't expect to do all. I didn't expect to do all this. This is all like you know, very organic things that I I was never expecting to happen. You know, what I mean, even just meeting Rex, you know, him coming to my stream randomly, just came in one day, started talking yep. to me. I, I didn't expect that. You know, it was very. You know, he. You know, I wasn't even very big, so I mean, he could have probably asked somebody that had like a thousand followers, pretty easy, that was willing to sit there and do that. But I was very grateful that he asked me. You know, it was. You know, like I said, these, uh, this has been my third interview in the last month, and I, it's insane. And you guys were technically supposed to be the first, you know, but then, like, the, but, but then, like, you know, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Vet TV and then Sideburns uh, recently, he reached out to me randomly and we talked. And he's like, oh, what interview with you? Like, let's interview this week. And I was like, oh, okay, like, let's do it. Yeah, because so I, it was very, I, you know, it was all very last minute and very, you know, but it was, it was great. You know what I mean? I spread on my episodes, um, months in advance just because uh, I want to know what I'm planning for and stuff and get things lined up so right now I have an episode and I have I'm missing a few spots in November but I also have an episode lined up in December so like I usually like to keep it like two to three months out Mm. typically on the Wounded Warrior Project in May Mm. I don't want to do too far out either though because I have I work with um active duty and they get deployed. I'm out of an episode, <laughs> so we don't want to yeah, go too far out either. Very difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree with that. It's very difficult to schedule with someone like like you know that's active duty in the military because obviously that's going to be their first obligation. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's uh like I said, man. I mean, it, I I do appreciate you guys reaching out. It's been you know honestly like I said, it's been a great, great, great experience. You know, and I'm looking forward to hopefully doing this in a year, maybe or something, or you know, in the in the future, you know, and maybe I've doubled in size, or hopefully, I, you know, my goal is to hit partner by next year, you know, by next mm-hmm. con, by next TwitchCon, I'm I have a pretty high high goal, but you know, I think I could get pretty close to that. You I know, think so. it's attainable though. It is attainable. I don't think, you, I don't think you're setting yeah. the, the the bar so high that you're not going to reach it. Like I'll be honest, I've seen a lot of people go to partner from affiliate because I've been on Twitch for fucking got awful too long <laughs> been on this platform for a long time and i honestly think he will get partnered with for the next year or two <laughs> thank you i appreciate you saying that 100 <laughs> percent agree with that now is there anybody is there any guys have you guys actually thought about like maybe doing sponsorships with anybody else or have you guys we you guys have, have we have an audible one already we have the audible one they came to us about it audible came to us for a sponsorship and um recently better help therapy came with came to us for a sponsorship which uh, we're starting next awesome. week is there any is there any sponsorships that you guys want in the future um i would love to get as I've always said, I've said this in several episodes. I would love to get a um, a um, veteran-owned company to sponsor us. Like I would love to get a veteran-owned company, just because that's, it's, I think very obtainable. It's I think the it's core very... of the podcast. <laughs> like I would love to get yeah. one of those veteran-owned companies eventually. You sponsor well, us. I can tell you guys who I who I want. Can I tell you guys who I want? Who you want? Reason why be a coffee company. Death Wish coffee. Yeah, Death Wish. I know. <laughs> um, and and well, I, I really want. Well, I, I mean, I don't. I don't see why you. You know, you couldn't get that that sponsorship mm-hmm. to happen. I mean, I know you're bugging the shit out of them on Twitter. I am. I am. I'm harassing <laughs> them until they until yeah. they notice me. 
I'm about to send a picture. I'm like, I'm literally going to take a picture with both of my dogs on each side. I have one of their little coffee, little tins and I have their right. shirt and I'm going to post a picture of, um, of, uh, both of my dogs on either side of me in my big old red chair and say like something like along lines of how canine handlers eat to drink their coffee and something <laughs> dumb like that. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to keep on harassing them until they, until they give me that sponsorship, man. I'm, I'm going to do it. I've seen it happen. Especially, it's, it's, True. it's amazing, especially on, on Twitter. I've seen people harass companies so badly that the company's just like, I give in <laughs> and it, they be, it like, it becomes the perfect match. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. So yeah, keep it up. Yeah. I, I enjoy seeing the tweets with you just harassing the shit out of them. <laughs> Um, but, and then within them, as I mentioned before, next year we are going. It's not just going to be veterans and active duty anymore. Next year we're going to be introducing first responders. That'd be fun. Which first responders? I'm using first responders loosely because I also want to get like I want to get you know EMS, obviously EMS, firefighters, police, but I also want to get like border patrol and stuff like that. Like I'm using it loosely and branching out into all areas. <laughs> actually have some people that you know if on my discord there's actually people that um i would say message have them message you personally because a lot of them don't want people to know what they do personally on that but they, yeah, right. they might want to do a podcast or something like that because some of them i do know from do stream and they might want to just not say to my discord but maybe do podcasts with you guys something along those lines and they might actually enjoy it so definitely you should definitely reach out to my discord like, i'm not going to promote my discord <laughs> I just have random I have such ran, I have such a diverse community mm-hmm. um, you should definitely look into that for sure and then for branching out wise I think that's the most going to branch out to because going any further we're just hitting into civilians which we're kind of trying to keep us into you know like first responders military I don't know yeah. what genre I can say to, yeah, to, to tell their story basically yeah, I think it's a great idea. Hmm. I, I have some guys in there that are prior military and that work as a first responder as well. So mm-hmm. that, that actually would fit. Yeah, and, and then exactly. we got those people. <laughs> Hell, if those, people want, if those people want, they can have two episodes. <laughs> yeah. One time for the military, one time for the first responder. <laughs> that's, that's. Um, so, ex-military man, do you have any questions for it's me or really, Pool? Really nice that you guys are in my community. Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions oh, for I mean, me or Pool? I mean, I honestly like I I just I really I asked the question about sponsorships. I True. definitely want to know what you guys like sponsors sponsored True. by. But I mean, outside of that, I mean, do you guys have any more questions for me? No, we're we're I know we're getting close to the end, uh, and, and we don't want to take you away from your your i have charity stream one, even though i mean 19 hours man you're a fucking beast i got one question did you have any oh shit moments in your time in the military <laughs> oh man i mean we've had guys like i mean there's been a lot of like we i mean you get a lot of different things working in in an le side of things you know um so i mean you know there was like you know a helicopter crash there was you know that you had to sit there and you know you had people run the gate you know you had a lot of different situations where you know you you know you get in a little kind of like oh shit moments i guess but i mean outside of that i mean I, I, there, I can't really think of anything that that really 
um, sticks out to me outside of like, there was one guy that came through, he ran the gate and it was like a big deal. Cause you know, we told the guy, Hey, you got to turn around. And he just kept on going and like took off. We had to pop the barriers, all that stuff, you know, but what was funny is the guy was high off his rocker and I only had a bomb dog. And so like, I, you know, at the time I'm like, Hey, I'm going to search your car. Is there anything you want to tell me that you have in your car? And you know, he was just like, <laughs> he was like, cause I'm about to search it. He doesn't know what kind of dog I have. And, uh, <laughs> I remember he's like, I got a, I got a jar of weed in the back of the car. And bro, when he said jar of weed, bro, at the time that was before they legalized it. So, you know, that, so, I mean, and I'm talking about like a jar, a jar. I mean, the guy got arrested and all that, you know, it was like, it was like a big old thing because he was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't for medicinal purposes. It was straight up. just Obviously. (laughs) He wasn't supposed to have it, you know what I mean? But I mean, like, I don't know, man. There's. Yeah. Last much. I I mean, I don't know. Jar prescriptions. (laughs) Yeah, it was just a lot. It was a lot. Uh, like, it was like he told me it was, it was like a running joke. Like my bomb dog found, you know, weed, you know, like type of drugs, you know, like the joke. But um, I don't know, man. I've worked for a lot of different people. I mean, I worked for a music producer named Molly Ball. There's a couple of situations with him as well that I had. Um, you know, he's a he's a well known music producer. I've worked for the uh, the owner of the Venetian Palazzo as their as a bodyguard too as well. That's stuff I did outside the military that a lot of people don't really know about. You know, like I've done a lot of different stuff, man. And, um, you know, it's had a really interesting career. So, um, like I said, dude, this is it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, I've done, you know, things that I've done. And now you're on a new chapter of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Hey, Rex. Uh, up? One of the one of the viewers from X's community had a question for you. And is what made you start your podcast? What did we start it? Um, as I was said before, um, I didn't, so I have a lot of vet friends, a lot of vet and activity friends. I write down all my friends. They're the first episodes, but I, um, with my time here, I, IRL, I've always spent my time online because I don't really have any connections with people outside of IRL world. Um, I come from not the greatest family. Um, my school was a drug den. So I didn't really like most people in my school. Didn't really talk to a lot of people. And the one community that really opened up to me was the veteran community because I, I get along with vets pretty well. We have the same sense of humor and stuff. I was kind of born that way. I was born fucked up while they got broken fucked up. So <laughs> I was kind of born the way the vets are, I guess, with humor wise. So I was always gravitated towards them. So I have a lot of veterans out there and I've, I've seen the stuff that these guys go through and openly I want to put some good within their careers and stuff. I like it. I like it, man. That's I, awesome. I, I, think, I think it's well said, actually. No, that's where the, I mean, some, of us, some but, of us were already born fucked up and, you know, the military made us true. worse, but well, you're doing a good job. Just vets were the first people that actually I considered more of a family for my actual family. <laughs> well, I know, I know, I, I will say for the, a lot of us that, that that have known you for for quite some time that you are considered family to us. So I know. I mean, pool. We've known. I mean, honestly, pool. We've known each other close to four years almost. Like I think coming up next year was gonna be like four years that we've known each other. Something like that. I've known that's any- awesome. And how, yeah. and, and how did you how did you ask him to start streaming with you? Like, well, how did that trend? How did that? So go? I met. He's actually a guest on this show. 
Yeah, Pool was a guest. I met, but I knew Pool before he was a guest. So I've known Pool for about four years now. I met him from a guy named MVK, Mad Viking King, which was called Prior Ghosts at the time that we met. But MVK, I um, he was the first veteran streamer I started watching, and he's the one that had me meet all these other people. So it wasn't for me watching MVK and him going live because I started watching him around the same time he started streaming. So it wasn't for him going live. I probably wouldn't have not started this podcast. <laughs> it's wow. the funny thing. Hence why MVK was the first ever guest on the podcast. <laughs> I like yeah, everyone's good people. Mm-hmm. And then Dead Seepo was the second guest. And after that, we had Katarian. After that, we had Vic on and then Katarian, which Katarian's our co-host. But ultimately, what happened with him coming on as a co-host was I wanted to switch it to every week. But one way was my one way was my main co-host, and he couldn't do every week because he runs another podcast. So he couldn't do the every week. So I 